we've actually put a lot of emphasis on having difficult conversations with our colleagues if something is not right rather than, you know, stewing on it or potentially talking about it with other people is going to the source. Staff will come in and say, hey, this is something that, you know, is an issue. What that's done is created a very tight-knit unit that just loves working with each other. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. After a couple of challenging years, staff wellbeing has emerged as one of the biggest issues that real estate leaders need to consider. My guest today has been recognised nationally for her approach, picking up the 2021 Area for Wellbeing Initiative of the Year. Welcome to the show, Gail Richards of Key to Sale in Mount Gambia. Hello, Cassandra. How are you? I'm really well, Gail, and I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. First up, I'm just going to point out that if our listeners find your name familiar, it's because you recently featured on the cover of the winter edition of Elite Agent magazine. What was that experience like? Um, It was a lot of fun, actually, um, and certainly amazing to be recognised um, for our regional business in Mount Gambier, South Australia. Um, yeah, to, to win uh, the award was fantastic, but then to have some recognition in Elite Agent magazine was, was amazing as well. And it wasn't just Elite Agent, was it? I saw that your local media picked up on the story of you being on the front cover of Elite Agent, which was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been great for the recognition in regards to wellbeing in our business because I don't think it stops at real estate. It's every business needs to look at wellbeing of their staff in a way that, uh, you know, we can continue to make workplaces a happy space and people want to engage and, and work hard while they're at work. Exactly. And wellbeing, as you said, it is emerging as an issue right across the board in every single workplace and that work-life balance is becoming more and more important. I'd like to really take a deep dive into the wellbeing strategies that you implemented shortly. But what we might do first is take a step back in your career and find out how exactly did you come to be in real estate? Well, actually, I probably fell into real estate in a way. Um, I left school at 18 and uh, I found myself um, applying and won a job uh, for a local um, real estate and um, stock agent uh, business. And I was a sales secretary. So that's how my role started. Uh, I worked um, behind the scenes for five agents. So I did all of the administration work and that led into a passion for real estate, actually. I really enjoyed it. And uh, watching them every day, I thought, oh, that's something I would like to do. Excellent. And of course, you worked for somebody else for a while, but then at some stage you decided, or 2016, you started Key to Sale. Um, What prompted you to begin your own business? I think just I felt that the industry in our area was lacking in some areas, including presentation. Um, I had a real passion for staging and, uh, you know, just having a product that was very well presented um, to go to market. So that was my that was my goal, actually, to combine home staging and real estate together and have that point of difference in, in our marketplace. And uh, that's worked for us very, very well. People can see the um, 
the overall benefits of having a well-presented property to go to market and the end result is more money in their pocket and a better result. So we're really happy with what Key to Sale has, has emerged as and that is our point of difference in our local marketplace. It's interesting that you mentioned that I know you recently attended a late retreat along with a lot of other people. Um, and one of the key focuses was solving the customer's struggle and how you can really innovate and add value by embracing different services, things like home, home styling. Um, how does the home styling side sort of complement your business? How do you market it and advertise it? We definitely promote it when we're um, going into our appraisals. Uh, we do a lot of before and after videos just to show the benefits of, um, you know, the visual difference is amazing. And people, when they can see that, go, actually, yes, I understand that it's not another cost associated with the sale. It's actually an investment that can bring us an extra ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. And we're certainly seeing those results, especially the way the market has been in the last two years. And it's still continuing in South Australia from what we understand. How is the market at the moment? We are certainly still um, seeing low stock numbers. It's probably the lowest we've ever seen at the moment. We are in that winter lull where everyone hibernates. We certainly don't get great weather down here in the winter. So we're starting to see more and more appraisals um, ready to lead into that spring market. I always feel that our market really starts to pick up after footy finals and uh, we're just starting our first week of football finals next week. So generally after that AFL grand final, um, that's when people start really looking to put their properties on the market and everyone's gardens and, and uh, the, the exterior is looking a lot nicer as well. When you first launched Key to Sale and you introduced the idea of home staging, was it an instant success or did people, did you have to educate people about the value of it? There was certainly some resistance. Uh, people could not see the benefit. We were in a very flat market at that stage. So um, to actually spend extra on um, home staging was seen as another cost rather than a benefit. And at that stage too, sometimes it wasn't about necessarily getting so much more of a extra price or extra um, money at the end of the day, but your time on market, which was costing vendors a lot behind the scenes in their mortgage repayments. So to be able to sell in those first couple of weeks because you had a well-presented product rather than being on at that stage, it was probably around 120 days, average days on market in our local area, you know, can make a huge difference to people um, with their bottom line as well. Absolutely. What advice would you have for other real estate businesses who would be thinking about maybe innovating or adding a value add alongside their business? Definitely go for it. I think what we look at is real estate being sales and rentals, and sometimes that's it. We don't have a rent role. We're sales-based only, and we've really put our focus on sales and the added benefits to a sale, which is home staging. Um, so yeah, I think that's the great thing about real estate. There's so many different businesses or ideas that you can plug in to bring in an income um, that all relate back to this, the sale of a property. Excellent, absolutely. So there could be some really creative thinking there. It's about what your customer might need or where they'd appreciate assistance um, in the journey. So let's talk wellbeing because of course you picked up that area which is a fantastic piece of recognition. That was the first time this year that we've seen the wellbeing initiative recognised. 
Um, what made you decide to focus on well-being in your business? Because you did so well before it became a catchphrase or a trend, from what I understand. I think for us, our submission really showed what we do every day that we probably now take for granted in our business, Cassandra. Like um, we do so much in relation to well-being and um, it is just a normal part of our workplace now and our staff really have benefited so much from all of the extra things that we do. We've got such a happy workplace culture. Um, everyone is so supportive of one another and it all comes back to I think that that well-being aspect that we put so much importance on. So, for example, on Mondays, we all take turns. We've got a roster and Mondays is our lunch day. So you can bring in whatever it is um, and cook for lunch for the team. Um, and that's just beautiful. Everyone looks forward to Monday as to what we're going to have for lunch. It's always a surprise. And a lot of our team will sit down in our Zen room. We've got a little room to the side and we also have in the warmer months, we can sit outside in our courtyard and a few of us will sit together and have our lunch, which is really nice just to, to chat about our days and, and perhaps not only work, but what's going on outside of work. Which is really important. It's not just the work piece that, that comes into the office, is it? There's, it's other stuff going on as well. Let's come back to this Zen room because please tell the story of how the Zen room came about. It's, it's a beautiful story. Yeah, so we, have, we bought a, um, a new building for our business back on oh, January, just before COVID, I think we settled in the March um, of 2020. Um, it was a very old brown brick building, lots of mission brown, and uh, we wanted a, a character-style workplace. I always wanted a character building. Um, I think in real estate, you're very much, you're either modern or you like character. And I'm certainly one that loves um, our character buildings around the town. We couldn't find one, so we built on a facade that, that does evoke a lot of character. But in that, um, there was a surprise that I did for the team. There was a room in that particular office that we had locked. Um, I had a girl come in and style it for me and it is our Zen room. So it's our break room. It's a, it's a space without phones um, that you can go in, sit down, have your lunch. There's a couch in there as well. Might be just have a little bit of a break or a conversation with a colleague. And, uh, yeah, so it's a really nice space away from the hustle and bustle and busyness of the office. And how did your staff react when they first saw it? Oh, they loved it. They loved the idea. It was actually really great for me to think that I'd done this little surprise for them that no one knew about. Um, the day we moved in, we opened the doors and I said, I've got a surprise for you. And uh, they just loved it. So it's been a really amazing um, space for our team. Probably like everyone, we haven't been able to, um, you know, last year the market was so busy, I don't think any of us had time to sit down. And I think that goes, you know, throughout the whole of Australia in the real estate industry, there was just so, so much happening that we didn't really get to sit there as much as we would have liked. But this year, certainly we're seeing more of our team they're in there having lunch in the winter because we can't sit outside in Mount Gander in winter. Um, so it is, it's a really nice space. There's magazines in there. There is, um, um, yeah, a lovely couch and coffee tables. So, yeah, it's just a nice space for our staff. And I understand it's also the space that you use for Wellness Wednesdays. Could you talk uh, me through what that involves? Yeah, so Wellness Wednesdays evolved last year and that went with a little bit of a theme, again, with our roster of who's on lunch duties, um, generally flowed through to it was your Wednesday. And whether it was 
you know, a meditation, whether it was um, we've got the rail land walking trail behind our office. So whether we started with a walking meeting on a Wednesday morning for 15 minutes, um, there was all different ideas. We did a Wim Hof breathing session there for one Wednesday morning, which was really different as well. But the great part about it is it's, it's instigated by the staff. It's not just coming from the leaders in the office, myself and my business partner, Al. Um, it's actually the staff come up with the ideas. And what we learn about each other is, you know, what particularly um, interests our other staff members and perhaps what they're doing for wellness or fitness outside of the office too. So that's been, that's been really great to some different experiences. I imagine that would have flow on effects for the culture of the business as well. Have you seen sort of a cultural shift as you've instigated these these types of strategies? Our team's incredibly close. Um, we have a beautiful workspace in relation to just looking out for each other. Um, and, yeah, I do believe it's, it's great for camaraderie. Laughter's great for the soul, you know, and if you've got a team that has – um, you know, enjoys each other's company and can have a laugh with each other. Um, you know, you spend a lot of time at work, especially in real estate, and uh, enjoyment um, in coming to work is important and it breaks your day up, um, breaks the monotony, and it also releases some stress too. We're in a very stressful environment in real estate. We're dealing with a lot of emotion um, that comes with being a salesperson um, in a real estate transaction. So, it just allows our staff to, to, to be able to relax a little bit or have a laugh and uh, release a little bit of that stressful tension that we can all get, um, you know, as salespeople and, uh, and employees in the real estate industry. I love the idea as well of the different meals that people cooking and bringing in different meals. What's some of the best food that you've had the experience to eat at work? Oh, look, um, there's been some amazing stuff. So winter's great for our soups and casseroles and pastas. And, uh, um, yeah, so it's it's been amazing just learning. We've actually also this year we've built a um, key to sale recipe book so a lot of the um, a lot of what's been cooked has gone into a recipe book so we're actually looking at um, getting that printed up and and um, into something that we can gift to our clients perhaps um, as a settlement gift and also um, potentially just as um, you know, another thing that we've got in our workplace that, you know, those shared recipes are amazing because everyone's like, oh, can I have the recipe for that? Or, um, yeah, so it's worked really nicely. That's brilliant. You get some ones handed down from great grandmothers that are family recipes. It's exciting. And I love Oh, yeah, idea. some of them won't give out or some won't give out the recipe either because it is a family secret. That's brilliant. And what a great idea to hand it out to clients as well. That's a really personal touch and a highly unique thank you gift. So what a great idea. Yeah. And even just sharing on social media. So, you know, we, we may just share that today's lunch is, um, you know, um, being cooked by whoever the staff member is and, um, and sharing the recipe in our newsletter that goes out weekly. So they're just little things that we do um, to ensure that also people in the community and our, and our clients know, um, yeah, perhaps little, little bits and pieces that we do that aren't work-related. Absolutely. And it's that connection. It makes you memorable too. You, you, a point of difference. You, from what I understand, you also have further plans ahead. Can you talk to me a little bit about the rest, play and recovery models that you are considering implementing and how that works? Yeah, so I suppose with wellbeing, um, what I look at with, 
anything in your business, um, we're very systemized, Cassandra. So I suppose the big thing with that is well-being is also systemized in our office. It's it's another um, another um, agenda item for our meetings every Wednesday. Who's doing next week? And so what we're looking at doing is um, rest, play and recovery and modelling that in our business. We put so much emphasis in real estate about being on 24-7, but that's not great for our health. And the big thing is if we're able to have time, to have rest, to have play outside of work with interests and hobbies that um, fill our cups, then we're going to be better workers in our in our workplace so rest playing recovery is something that we're actually doing with our goal setting so that people are putting that front of mind we're also talking about phone boundaries and also having each salesperson have at least one weekend completely disconnected from work a month um, so we're a great team. We share our open homes. Um, we will do our other team members opens on a Saturday if they've got a weekend off. So all of those things mean that, you know, someone else will um, do open homes for, you know, for example, I'll do Sarah's and she'll be away. And then a couple of weeks down the track, you know, it shifts and, and I'm away and she'll do mine. So it's great in relation to that. And it gives us, family time, uninterrupted family time, um, and that you can see the difference in our staff with that as well. Has that already been implemented? You've started rolling out that Yeah, one. we're starting to. So what we're monitoring is um, in our sales meetings on a Monday, who worked um, and who hasn't had a weekend off for that month. So we're monitoring that to make sure that everyone gets that um, one weekend off a month. And and that's just one thing in modelling rest, play and recovery. Also with our goals, we're talking about goals we want to achieve outside of the office. So whether that is fitness goals or, you know, losing a few kilos or whatever it might be, or just making time for a hobby that really fills your cup. Um, that's what was talked about in our mentoring sessions as well with Ali. Um, because if it's talked about and the goal is set generally and we've got someone keeping us accountable, it generally will happen. Absolutely. And you just mentioned Ali there who comes in and, and meets with your staff on a regular basis. Can you talk the listeners through exactly how that works and what that involves? Yeah, so Ali was my business mentor from startup. So um, Ali and I have worked together for the past six years and Ali has become quite um, a good friend and mentor over those years. Now, about 18 months ago, I was thinking about putting on a BDM to help me with the day-to-day -day running of um, the business. And part of that was um, also looking at, because of her skill set, mentoring the staff, because I knew how important mentoring was to me in my business startup journey. I remember going to a conference and I think it's Michael Koloshi from up in Queensland. He spoke about having mentoring for his staff and I thought, what a wonderful idea. At that stage, we weren't at a level to be able to offer that, but I always, you know, kept it in the back of my mind that one day I would like that for my team. And so when Ali um, suggested that she could potentially look at doing some BDM work for me, I, I sort of moulded into having uh, the uh, the mentoring side as well. So our staff get one hour each month with Ali to talk about their goals and their KPIs and well-being. 
Um, and it's great for them. It gives them a voice to chat to outside of the office um, and also, you know, someone to just keep an eye on everyone to ensure that they're okay. Um, everyone has a lot of pressure at work, but what we don't know is what pressures are going on at home and to ensure that they're, they're being looked after um, if there is an issue going on and that they've got someone to talk to as well and uh, help them keep on track. We all need someone to, you know, I suppose crack the whip sometimes and say, hey, you set this goal, what's happening and why hasn't it been done? And Ali is an amazing asset to our team and the wellbeing side is certainly something that she's really helped mould within the key to sale business and uh yeah it's it's certainly showing um great results for us as a team and if you look back at the strategies that you've implemented and, and the results of them what are some of the key things that you've noticed within your business that have changed or improved or or shifted as a result of making well-being a priority I think one thing we've really focused on too, Cassandra, is having difficult conversations. If um, I find that some workplaces have that, you know, meeting after the meeting or the water cooler talk if they're not happy rather than coming in and actually meeting with that person and saying, hey, I'm not happy with this or this is something that, um, you know, we need to work through. Um, instead of perhaps talking about it behind that person's back. So we've actually put a lot of emphasis on having difficult conversations with our colleagues if something is not right, rather than, you know, stewing on it or potentially talking about it with other people is going to the source. So now we are, you know, staff will come in and say, hey, this is something that, you know, is a, perhaps an issue. We have that conversation and, uh you know, we're allowing each other to, to bring things to our attention. And, you know, what that's done is created a very tight-knit unit um, that just loves working with each other. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, and what advice would you have for other business operators or perhaps other agents out there who are thinking, I'd like to employ some wellbeing strategies in the business? What advice would you give them when it comes to approaching it? I think start small and add as you go. Um, because you'll start to see the benefits. My big advice, I suppose, to a lot of selling principles is that you have a lot of balls to keep in the air every day. Um, I'm a selling principal um, and I always have been and it's incredibly difficult to, to monitor the business side, keep your clients happy that you're working for as well, but also ensure that you're looking after your staff. So, Ali works for us 20 hours per week. So if you can find 20 hours per week in your, um, you know, in your wage um, budget to put someone on to actually um, nurture this side of the business, I think that you'll, your return will be um, definitely more than you anticipate and the happiness and the culture in your business um, is so important because staff retention is a big thing and we've had continued staff retention for um, the last two years. We've added a couple of staff members over that time because we've we've grown but we've not lost anyone. And I think that's a big thing too is um, the, the cost to keep retraining people every time someone leaves to then have people that have been with you long-term, know the business, 
know other people's roles in the business if someone's away. Um, that's been the big return on investment for us as far as well-being because they don't they don't want to leave if they're happy. Um, you know, people don't look to go somewhere else and, unless they're unhappy. And um, and that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from putting that extra time into well-being. And that's an excellent takeaway at a time where we know that unemployment um, has reached, I think, 3.4% as of very recently, I think today, um, lowest level in many, many years, um, if previously seen at all. So retaining that talent is becoming critical in real estate businesses. What's ahead for Key to Sale in the future? What are you focusing on right now? Definitely, I think, just consolidating, Cassandra. We've come out of an amazingly busy time. Um, we, I don't think we'll ever see the level of um, business and, uh, you know, that we've seen in the last two years. I think consolidation and also, too, everyone's worked so incredibly hard over those couple of years um, under extreme pressures. Um, so I think consolidation and also for me personally is looking towards other ideas for the business um, moving forward um, that will perhaps be another arm like home staging is for us um, to continue to grow and offer services to our clients that, um, you know, will give them great results. Excellent. That sounds like exciting times ahead. And this is my last question. We asked this one of all our guests. If there was one key takeaway or last piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with today, what would it be? I think for, for me over the last 18 months is investing in your people, your, your staff is one of the biggest things that you can do in your business. Um, I, I really feel that if you look after your people, they will look after your clients. And uh, that's probably my biggest takeaway is look after your staff and your clients will always be happy. So uh, that's my biggest takeaway today. That's an excellent piece of advice, Gail, and incredibly important, as we said at the moment. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us on the Elevate podcast today and also congratulate you for the award, the um, area. That's a brilliant achievement. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Cassandra. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinelitagent.com.